Hi, and welcome to another episode of Modern Health with Dr. Jean. Today, I'm going to teach you how to know your practitioner won't get you results. So the objection that I always get and the frustration that I always get from patients who come to me and interview to go into my program is they're tired. They're tired of working with practitioners who haven't been listening to them, who have just been pushing, uh, who've been just pushing procedures and that don't have any explanations for them. And so now you're hesitant. You're hesitant to spend more time, more energy, more money to figure out why it is you can't get pregnant or stay pregnant. And so I want to make this podcast to help you help you interview practitioners and help you decide if this is a practitioner that you should be working with. The concept is something called inversion thinking. And this is a concept from Charlie Munger, who wrote and did a presentation, lots of presentations on a talk that's called How to Live a Miserable Life. And the idea here is that our brain is a lot better at finding problems than it is at finding solutions. And I recently listened to a podcast by Alex Hormozzi, who did 28 reasons as to how you can stay poor. And I thought it was brilliant. So he's in the business world, and I thought it was brilliant for him to give 28 ways that you can stay poor. And I figured that I need to create a fertility version, and especially when it comes to practitioners. Because again, lots of you are messaging me, say, well, my practitioner doesn't ask for this, and my practitioner or doesn't do X, Y, and Z. And so I want to have it in this beautiful little podcast, 15 ways to know your practitioner won't get your results. And of course, we're going to flip that over. We're going to flip that over. So then if you know how to find a practitioner that will get you the results. But the idea here is because our brain is so good at finding problems. If we list down all the problems, all we have to do is just do the opposite of that. And if we do the opposite of that, then we get the results that we want. So let's talk about what we do want in a practitioner, some of the common mistakes that I see when it comes to picking out a practitioner, because I said the frustrations is that, you know, your practitioner is not listening, they're not explaining anything, and they're just pushing procedures, whether it's supplementations or medication and or actual more invasive procedures like IUIs and IVFs. And what I want for you is a practitioner that's going to make you feel heard and validated. A practitioner that's going to make you feel more whole and complete versus crazy and overwhelmed. And then we want to have solutions and explanations that are provided for you, multiple solutions that are provided for you, and they line up with your values. So we're not just saying this is the only thing that you can do, because truthfully, there is never only one way to get somewhere. So if somebody is telling you that, then we already know that that's going to be a red flag. And it doesn't make you feel very good, right? The idea here is that you take back the control of your fertility journey. You begin to feel more confident in your body. You learn how to trust your system. You learn about the symptoms that your body is trying to tell you. So when we remove those obstacles and we heal the system, your body can do what it naturally is designed to do, which is to carry a pregnancy to term. This is, pregnancy is a natural process. And so if it's not happening, we need to dig deeper. The mistakes that I see my couples make before they get to me is that they usually don't go through an interview process with practitioners. They're just going to a practitioner that's either covered by their insurance or the first one, like the closest one in the neighborhood. And maybe there's one that was recommended by a friend 
But that's there isn't much research, if you will, that's gone into interviewing a practitioner. And then whenever you start working with a practitioner, you assume that this is the one that's going to make the biggest difference. So again, it's coming back to that point, you're not really interviewing them. But then once you do start working with them, you're not getting any second opinions. You're just belief that whatever they say and whatever they said that the conclusion is, that's your reality. And that could be a very, very dangerous place because whatever we start to believe about ourselves, our actions start to line up with that. Our habits start to line up with that. And then it's really hard to pull you out and actually heal from a place of despair. So the concept, what I want you to understand is it is really important to pick a practitioner and it is a skill. It's not just something uh, a lot of my patients will say, oh my God, I wish I found you sooner. And the truth is they wouldn't be able to recognize what it is that I do because of the other bad experiences that they had. And so what I want you to do, and we're going to try to limit as many of those bad experiences for you as we can, but you need to learn from every interaction that you have with a practitioner. You need to learn and observe and be intuitive, right? Because deep down, a lot of the times my patients know when something feels off, but they don't stand up for themselves. They don't advocate for themselves. And they just say, I'll just keep trying. I'll just keep going and see what happens. And then if it's, whether it's timeline or the amount of procedures that they have done, and then they start to feel hopeless and um, desperate and just, you know, broken and all the negative emotions you can think of, just the emotional roller coaster then it's going to be really hard to find somebody because you've, already, I don't want to say you've given up because a lot of the times we as women don't give up on wanting to have a baby. It's just that we have a really hard time trusting the process and trusting that we will find somebody that will help. And then doing it alone becomes very, very difficult because the more complicated a case is, the, I don't want to say the more help you need, but you, you do need help if there is, you've had a diagnosis of endometriosis or PCOS, or you've been struggling with infertility for a long time. It's not something that, um, you know, you can figure out on your own, because if you could, you would already have done that. You wouldn't wait three or five years to figure it out. So picking out a practitioner, understand that this is an intimate journey. There's a lot of vulnerable information that you're going to share with your practitioner. So you do need to trust them. And it does need to be a good match, just like dating. You're not going to trust and match up with every person that you know you dated before you found your partner. And so it's the same thing with practitioners. What I'm going to give you in this podcast is 15 things that you should look out for when looking for a practitioner. And then of course, we're going to do the opposite of that. The last bit before I jump into the 15 things is uh, insurance. So I have this as an objection right away. Are you covered by insurance? Does insurance cover this? If this is your first criteria, like it needs to be covered by insurance, and then I'll find the practitioner. Just know that you're limiting yourself right off the bat because a lot of great practitioners are not actually covered by insurance because your insurance company is probably only going to cover disease states as opposed to optimize your health. And the question that I, you know, a shift in perspective that I want to give you is, if you already had a child and maybe you have a child, I want you to imagine if that child was really, really sick. And if they were really sick, would you be going to a doctor and asking, is this covered by insurance? And that was your first criteria. Or would it be, how can you help? What is your pr process? What is your procedure? What does the follow-up look like? You know, 
how are you going to actually solve this problem for me? And then maybe is this covered by insurance? Because it's nice when the insurance covers it, but if it doesn't, does that mean you're not going to move forward with a treatment that potentially might be life-changing for you and transformative versus using something that is covered by insurance? So just to shift a pers- in perspective for you, because we want to be careful what it is that we're putting out into the universe. If we're only looking for insurance, just know that you're going to be limited in potentially the help that you are actually looking for. So let's dig in the 15 reasons. Uh, 15 ways to know how you're working with a practitioner that's not going to get you any results. Number one, they make a diagnosis without doing complete testing. And this one drives me nuts. I have so many people in, even if your diagnosis is like unexplained infertility, um, a lot of the times in conventional medical system, they cannot explain it because there isn't one huge giant red flag. Like you don't have endometriosis or you don't have PCOS or fibroid, and that's what's preventing you from getting pregnant. And so they just say, I guess it's unexplained. But in reality, for some of us, infertility can creep up and show up when we just have a bunch of little yellow flags as opposed to one big red flag. And the conventional medical system is very good at missing the yellow flags. In fact, they don't even look at them because they consider it normal. And so if your practitioner is making a diagnosis without really truly helping you understand what, uh, what is going on, Uh, That's a red flag for me. Number two is they make promises without testing and explanation. So if somebody just looks at you and says, oh my goodness, we can get you pregnant, no problem. Um, But they haven't actually done any testing. They haven't you know, really looked or understood your story. I'd be very hesitant in that because I would be wondering how are they making, how are they, you know, what are they basing this promise on? Number three, They're generally not explaining results to you. So they don't take you through your results. You've never seen your blood work. You've never seen the semen analysis. You've never seen any of the other tests. You're just told that things are normal. To me, that's a huge red flag because a lot of the times, uh, one of the things that I get my patients to do during the initial consultation is to send me all the lab work that they have done before. And I'll take them through the lab work to see what their practitioner has said. And a lot of like 99% of the times my patients say, my practitioner never took me through this. And so I don't, I don't know what the results mean. And I thought everything was normal. And there would always be like two or three things that are either two or three things that are either low or high. And my patients are like, nobody ever said anything. They just said everything was normal. And this is the whole, there might be a bunch of yellow flags that are contributing to your inability to get pregnant or stay pregnant versus one big red flag. And so the conventional system is really good at brushing off all the yellow flags. And so for me, it's a huge red flag when your practitioner doesn't take the time to explain your results and doesn't take the time to look through them with you because it's likely that they just skimmed those results because they didn't have really time to look through everything. And so you're not getting the intention and the care that you deserve. Number four, they brush off your questions and concerns. That point is pretty straightforward. If you feel unheard, unvalidated right off the bat, it's probably not going to be a very good relationship. Think of this as dating. If you went on a first or second date and that person sitting in front of you didn't listen to you, ignored you the whole time, didn't, you know, didn't bother being interested or asking you about any details, 
it's unlikely you would go with them on a second date or third date. For whatever reason, in the conventional medical system, we're putting our doctors on a pedestal and they can treat us really poorly and we'll continue to come back. And I really, really want that to stop. And I want you guys to understand that you are the ones that have the control in your hand. You don't have to go back to that doctor. And yes, it might not be covered by insurance, but at the end of the day, how important is this to you? And is being covered by insurance the only criteria or is results the criteria that you're looking for? And so if you're looking for results, I need you to be really picky about the practitioner that you are picking. So number four is brushing off your questions and concerns. Number five is there's no lab work done before treatments, whether it's medication or supplements. And I see this a lot in the alternative world where the supplementation is prescribed. It's based on research, but it's not customized to you. So here's CoQ10, here's an acetylcysteine, here's you know vitamin A, C, E, zinc, whatever. Here's support for the thyroid, but it's very much not based on lab work that's customized for you. It's just based on research. So I'll see couples who are taking all of these supplements. And when we test them, it's like, you don't need any of it. No wonder you haven't noticed an improvement is because you didn't actually ever need that. You didn't need CoQ10 to improve your egg quality or your sperm quality. It was actually selenium that you needed. And then the question is, why is the selenium low or why is vitamin A low? So then we can get a little bit deeper. But I see this also with medication, like, hey, let's try Clomid for three cycles and see what happens okay, is the problem that estrogen is too high and that's why the woman isn't ovulating because that's the situation where Clomid works. If that's not the case, then it's not really going to work and it's actually going to cause more harm than good. And so you want a practitioner that's going to explain results. They're going to test before they give you medication because it might seem more of an investment in terms of time, energy, and money to do that lab testing up front, but you're going to save yourself so much heartache on the back end where you're not just guessing and even just get off the emotional roller coaster because now you're doing things because you know why you're doing them as opposed to let's take this thing and see what happens. That's probably the most frustrating thing for people. Let's talk about number six. They charge a lot of money, but they still don't give you any explanation and no reasoning. So the value doesn't match up. There's a huge charge, but there's very much value provided. And I think a lot of people need to be careful in the fertility space around this because, you know, the promise is that, well, how much are you going to charge to make a baby? And there's no price on this. And so there's some practitioners who unfortunately take advantage in, in the both worlds, in conventional and alternative. So <clears throat> it, I want you to be aware of the process and how much value you're getting for what you are paying. Because on the flip side of that, number seven is they charge very little, but they do a lot for you. And it sounds silly, but I want you to be skeptical of the person that does so much for you and charges very little, especially when they're, it's like it's not family, so there isn't any kind of obligation to do that. And the reason I say this is because I've almost experienced this myself, and I've lost a lot of colleagues to this, and it's called burnout. So practitioners, sometimes practitioners have don't value themselves very much. And what happens is they feel unworthy and they constantly have to do more in order to prove themselves. And they're still passionate. Don't get me wrong. They're passionate about providing you with the results. But if they charge very little and they do a lot, 
again, the value doesn't line up. And eventually that person is not going to be able to see you through. They're not going to be able to see you through the entire journey. They might start to build resentment. They might start to, you know, burn out and fall off. And like I said, I've seen a lot of practitioners stop practicing because of burnout. And when I've asked them, how much do they charge? What do they do? turns out they would do so much for their patients and then their patients wouldn't really appreciate them. And then they would end up burning out. But the way that I see it, it's not sustainable. And eventually you're going to get, you're going to start to get very little. So there should be a match in terms of the value that you're getting and how much it costs. Number eight, the practitioner doesn't ask you any details. This is huge. I think everything is in the details. I believe that the details is actually what, when they're missed, a lot of the times my patients say, oh, I had no idea this was related. And like, honestly, everything is related to your health from your mental and emotional state, from any traumas that you might have experienced, big traumas or little traumas to like what happened to your digestion when you were a kid, if you were constipated for 20 years of your life, or if you were on birth control for another 20 years, like all of those things matter. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to only address that, but it's kind of drawing out the timeline to help understand why is the body not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And again, that's both for females and males, your cells, your eggs, and your the, the quality of the sperm, the quality of the eggs are your cells. And so if you as a whole have holes in your health, that's going to reflect in the quality of the sperm and the eggs, or it's going to reflect in your hormone fluctuation, uh, you know, your overall vitality and your energy. So we want to ask details. We want a practitioner who asks details. Number nine, number nine is they make assumptions about your case without a full story. And I know this one is a little bit similar to the other ones I've done, but I've had a couple come to me who basically have been told they have 5% chance of getting pregnant naturally based on only the fact that they have been trying for three years. That practitioner did not look at their lab work. They did not know anything about the case. Like they literally just came in and sat down and the first thing that that practitioner said, well, your chance of getting pregnant naturally is only 5%. And so thankfully that couple walked out pretty quickly because they realized that this person isn't going to help them. But be very careful of someone who's going to make assumptions like that without knowing you, because that could be really, really detrimental for you. Number 10, and this comes down to alternative practitioners, someone who uses terms like adrenal fatigue. Oh, I'm not sure if you've been diagnosed. I'm going to do quotations here, diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. But uh, the point that I'm trying to make here is you want a practitioner who is up to date. You want a practitioner who is doing research and constantly updating their knowledge. Um, adrenal fatigue is a term that is used to be thrown a lot, around a lot in the alternative in the alternative uh, world, uh, healthcare world. But if someone is still using that, please know that they're out of date. There's no such thing as adrenal fatigue, meaning your adrenals don't just stop working. Your cortisol production diminishes, but the reason that your cortisol production diminishes is because of mitochondrial dysfunction. So the mitochondria is not working the way that it should. It's the powerhouse of the cell. It's where we produce cortisol, but it's not your adrenals. And so a lot of the times I'll see uh, practitioners throw a bunch of adrenal herbs at patients to help them manage stress without really looking as to why 
why are the adrenals, why, why is the cortisol low? And that missing link for people is the mitochondria. And mitochondria is a big component for egg quality, sperm quality, just like nervous system function in general and health in general. So really what number 10 is about is make sure that the practitioners are up to date. And how do you know if they're up to date is really, I mean, it's listening to them talk and seeing how they explain things. And if it's making sense, if you're having aha moments, if you're having aha moments when you're listening to this practitioner, then I think it's really powerful that's a really powerful like intuitive thing for you to know that mm, this person knows something I don't because so the next thing is um, number 12. The next thing is number 12, which is they have no information on them on the internet. There's no testimonials and there's no content that you can watch and binge. I think that this is really important in our day and age. If you can't go on the internet and find information about this person or some of the content that they produce, I would be a lot more hesitant to trust them because in our day and age, you should have some sort of presence online. And whether it's a really great website with a bunch of testimonials, maybe it's an Instagram page, a Facebook page, a Facebook group, a LinkedIn account, a podcast, you want to be able to search this person and you want to be able to binge their content and see if it resonates for you. I always, one of my prerequisites, if you will, when patients apply or contact me is, what stuff have you watched and followed for, from me? And I'm curious to see how much you've done, how much research you've done on your own, because the more you've entered into my ecosystem, if you will, and you started watching videos and podcasts, it tells me that what I'm saying is resonating for you. And we're probably going to be a much more of a match versus something, someone coming in cold and uh, trying to interview me as a practitioner. Because again, it goes both ways. So it is important that uh, they, there is some information on them on the internet, some sort of testimonials, content for you to watch. Number 12. So that was supposed to be number 11. Number 12 is they do not provide you with a follow-up schedule. This drives me bananas because one of the things that in this, both in conventional and in the alternative world, well, they'll say, just come and see me in four weeks or six weeks or when you need to. So the problem with this is in the alternative world, a lot of the times patients don't know when to come and see you. They'll come and see you every four or six weeks because you told them, but they don't really know what to look for. They don't know what differences to look for in their body. They don't, a lot of the times, the, if they are following the protocol incorrectly for, you know, they've made a couple of mistakes and they don't have a way to contact you as a practitioner, then all of a sudden they're not really noticing any effects. And then they're not, no, you're not noticing that you're being followed enough. And of course you're going to fall off. And so to me, not having a follow-up schedule that's presented that your practitioner presents to you is a huge red flag because you are looking for guidance. And part of guidance is being told what to do, when to do it, as opposed to you trying to figure it out. Let's talk about number 13, which ties into this, is there's no long-term plan uh, discussion. You're just, uh, you know, try this and see what happens. Maybe then we'll try this and see what happens, as opposed to a little bit more of a roadmap and a little bit more of a timeline. 
that's a huge red flag for me. Your practitioner should be talking in timelines. They should have organization around that. And if they don't, again, it's either they're not organized enough, they're overworked, they're not actually looking at you as an individual. They're more kind of just trying to fit you into, uh, you know, the Petri dish, if you will, or, and unfortunately that, that leads to a lot of frustration. So there should be a long-term plan and discussion. Number 14, they don't get the partner involved. I think that's a really big red flag. Even if your partner has uh, the best sperm possible, your partner should still be involved and understand exactly what's going on for you as opposed to, so then they can support you accordingly and that you are doing this together as opposed to it's just a female problem. So we want to get away from that and get the partner involved. And then number 15, the last one is that you just don't mesh with their vibe. And the reason that I wanted to put that in is a lot of the times it might be the most qualified person there is to work with, but you just don't mesh with them. You don't know what it is. It's just their vibe. It's their energy. And honestly, that's enough. That's enough for you to say, I don't really want to work with this practitioner. I think that's kind of your gut feel to say that I don't really trust this person, their values are not lining up, and maybe you just have to binge and listen to a little bit more of their content. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't vibe with you, something feels off, that's enough. That's enough for you to say, this practitioner, I don't want to work with this practitioner, and they're not going to get me the results. So what do we want to do instead? We're going to do the opposite of that, okay? The opposite is you want a practitioner who's going to listen, who's going to hear you out, who's going to acknowledge your struggle, and they're going to work with both you and your partner. They're going to run a proper analysis. They're going to get an explanation for you. At least they're going to try to get down to the root cause, and you can see that they care and truly want to understand what's going on for you. They're also going to explain the results once you have them, and they're going to outline a treatment plan for you, both short-term short term and long-term. They're also going to present a realistic timeline. They're going to ask you for consent and give you that step-by-step -step process. So there's no fake promises. They're not pulling things out of their butt, pardon my French, but it's actually just based on a diagnosis and data that's moving you along towards your goals. It What they provide will match with your values. So you are on the same page as your practitioner. They're also going to explain things in a way that makes sense so instead of complicating it, they're going to make it really simple for you. So you can follow, you can learn, and you can get something out of this process. Remember, the goal here is to take back control and get back that confidence through your fertility journey. And then they're, there's, they're going to have a presence. They're going to have a presence online. Now, it doesn't have to be anything big. A lot of us practitioners are not very good at marketing and sales and all of that jazz, but the good ones, we know that you should have testimonial. You know that you should have some sort of content, whether it's on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, whatever. But you should be able to see and read about this person and binge some of their content to see if the values line up for you. Okay, I hope that you guys found this podcast helpful on how to know if your practitioner, that 
how to know your practitioner won't get you the results. And so then you can do the exact opposite and start to work with practitioners that truly care about you, treat you as individuals, you feel heard, you feel validated, and you can get to the bottom of your fertility issues. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Go ahead and like, share this podcast if you found it helpful, and I'll see you next time. 